So, John, are you going to WWDC? Uh, you know, I can't even make any make up any like fake things about it. I I was rejected just like I don't honestly do not know anyone other than Saul Mora who got a ticket. Did you apply? I did. In fact, um, did you get a ticket? I'm going to kick your ass. You got a ticket? No, uh, no, I didn't sorry. get a ticket. And uh, what's more, the risk of getting my ass kicked if people think I'm being unfair. I actually have three. Apple developer accounts for different reasons. So I applied on all three accounts and was rejected on all three accounts. Well, they probably could tell that. So yeah, I think that's probably why you're... Yeah, yeah, but then in fairness, I pay for all three accounts. So in, in, in every account I pay for, surely I have a right to apply for a ticket under each of those accounts. I say so, yes. And and if anybody... And they're all on different email addresses and different credit cards and all sorts because they're through diff- different things that I do. Um, so if I'm paying them my membership fee three times a year, I have a right to apply for three places at DubDub, as far as I'm concerned, and hope that I get one of them. But it doesn't matter, because I got, you got, fact, I got two rejections, two rejections, and one of them I didn't even get an email. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, by that time, they were like, <laughs> this, 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 it's like the third sibling can't even be bothered to get recognition yeah. from their parents. Like, who are you? It's... We said no to this jackass. No, jackass. Oh, we can't even be bothered to talk to you, jackass. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I know, um, I've heard of a couple of people who've got a ticket, um, uh, who, who I know, but not that many. Um, so yeah, I mean, what was your overall feeling of the lottery? Because I find it quite, um, amusing actually that, you know, you've been saying for the last, um, two or three years at least that you're not going and then the tickets go on sale and you always seem to buy one um so this year you actually said you were going and you're not so i should have said i'm not going that completely uninterested but you know it's always the same thing it's it, it's access to the developer labs because i still have my laundry list of questions and that i will miss um but you know it, i'm looking forward to altconf i think that will be great um happy to support it with the money and hope i i can get there early enough to get in um but uh, I, 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 I can't remember if, if somebody had posted numbers or speculation about how many people applied because, it, you know, I have two friends who were like texting me back and forth incessantly about, you know, their, their theories, conspiracy and otherwise about how they were, you know, uh, actually operating the lottery. And I, I think it's fairly reasonable that they might have done some culling um, based on the number of times that you've been there. And, and if they did, I wouldn't really be bothered because I, I do kind of think that I've been there so many years, as have been other people. And, and there are plenty of people who really ought to, to get the chance to learn learn things and do things the right way. But um, but if, if I think I remember seeing somewhere the number 100,000 bandied about. Had you heard any, any, any numbers? I've heard lots and lots of numbers, John, but I think every single one of them is is speculation. Uh-huh. And you know, um, you know, I think someone said uh, they estimated fifty thousand based on the sort of, uh, but it was solely based on the number of people on Twitter saying they had versus the number of people on Twitter saying they hadn't got tickets. So, I mean, yeah, so that's a really accurate mm. guess. Um, I think I think I remember saying that the guys at Martian Craft put in seven applications and they got one. Mm. Um, I don't know. Don't know who got that one. Um, so yeah, I think it might have been them, or was it the Omni Group? I don't know. It was one of those, one of those companies of that that type. Um, I've I've no idea. Um, I, I guess my I think a lottery is fine. Um, it does remove some of the fun of trying to scuttle for a ticket in those ten minutes are available and feeling some sort of sense of achievement if you get one. Um, and in in some ways, I think 
you know that is actually fairer than a lottery as long as people know when it's going to come on sale um because that's down to just you know uh, that, that 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 definitely has to be a bit more random I, i'm not 100 percent convinced by the fact that it was a totally random lottery but then again um you know i have no evidence of that but uh um as you said if there was some culling based on how many times you've been before or whatever else then um you know it would be nice to know that they're going to do that you know to be open as opposed to just say it's random i think that's a little dishonest otherwise again they may not have done that so that's not an accusation that's just a statement if that's the case um before apple legal give us a call <laughs> um and you know uh there were some reasonably high profile people who didn't get tickets so i'm guessing it wasn't too much of a pick and pick and choose although i'm sure there are people who got tickets because they were chosen to get tickets as well Indeed, indeed. So can I talk about uh, some blasts from the past that I experienced this week? Uh, and, and a celebrity a celebrity UI kit sighting, a celebrity UI kit engineer sighting in my, near my work? You can you can do that, John. Okay, and John. This is this is this is your place to be just who you are. You don't have to worry that people are listening. You can just be comfortable. You can be John Fox in in all of your glory. I don't have to worry about. Just people. consider consider this my therapy room. <laughs> people, I don't have to worry about people listening because nobody listens. Okay, that's that's pretty close to the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you 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 and everybody else know Sparkle and Sparkle. I was so excited about, and I was a pretty early adopter of it. Um, from. The, Back then, super young Andy Matushak, now kind of older, wizened Andy Matushak, who's been working at Apple and on UIKit for some period of time. I just happened to see him at a place I, I frequent in my neighborhood. Um, and I had never kind of gone up and, and personally said hello and thanked him, and I did. And it's kind of funny because back back when he first made Sparkle, he was in high school. And um, I, I I gave him a donation, which he I think he was surprised because I guess few people ever do, which is sad. And and he was I think thrilled by the by I guess I suppose if you're in high school what seemed like a, a stunning amount of money which I always kind of found was was funny and I always felt bad because I you know I I think that I even given less than the value I've received and I think that may be the case for for lots of developers but anyway I think he was I think very gracious and happy that I did it and uh, similarly I had a nice email from somebody I worked with a long long time ago who was a, you know does clever audio design. And is been super happy of years late because of, of the advances in 3D printing, allowing somebody like him, who's a super tinkerer and a designer, and you know, to actually manufacture objects not that many years ago was a very, very expensive undertaking. And he pointed me to this thing that I could buy a, a, a 3D high quality print of a design he made for an iPhone audio um, cradle, which is really cool. But so it was just one more reminder of of, of and you know, if there is an advantage to being a gray bird in the, a gray beard in the industry, it's being able to to you know be involved long enough to have these types of things happen, and it made me happy. So that's my happiness um, uh, bit for today. Yeah, that that's great when you catch up with people like that. I mean, Andy was on the very, one of the very early episodes of Late Night Coco talking about Sparkle, and you know, even today, if you don't um, distribute in the in the mac app store or you have a non-mac app store version sparkle is still the best way in fact probably the de facto and only way of, of really doing that um i think omni have a um uh, an app uh, updater as well don't they but i think you know sparkle was probably in, in the vast vast majority of apps out there yeah and i keep forgetting who was so so young when he uh 
when he did that. Uh, he probably now is uh, considers himself a, a grey beard himself, even though he's... No, no, come on. I, I, what, I, in, his, I, in his late 20s? Dude, he's, he's, he's barely got facial hair, so... Yeah. <laughs> so so grey chin there. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, dear. A... Um, you put a tweet out earlier this week, John, about, um, about someone who had been admiring... The design work. Yeah, of that was, what was. What was so all that about? There's this great site called Beautiful Pixels, which basically looks at the the the, the graphic design and, and and user interface and user experience of various apps, and uh, they they had a thing about Findery, which you know it, it I, it's always nice to have nice words, but it's I, I think that it's it's the company you keep, and and they had very nice things to say about Fantastical, which is super awesome user experience and graphic design. So to be in that company, I thought was a, a genuinely nice thing. I was I was I was touched. I really was. I mean, and it, I mean, all the credit goes to our design designers. Not you know, I can't take any credit, but just associative credit for having worked on the app. Yeah, it, it's credit by association. You knew the people who did it, and and you didn't get in their way too much. So therefore, you can take some. Well, let's put it put it. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. It's like you know, the beautiful pixels were matched by, by I think uh, fluid fluid animation and uh, some nice functionality. So yeah, and you did have to do those. So so that's cool. Yeah. I reckon this will be a good time to thank our sponsor on the show. Um, we're still being sponsored by the folks from Martian Craft and their product briefs, um, which you can go check out at giveabrief.com. If you're a regular listener to the show, you know all about this by now because they have been a, a sponsor for, for probably um, about 10 shows now. Um, anyway, briefs uh, is a application that runs on a Mac that allows you to mock up your um, UI for your mobile application um, but and then download it onto the device where not only can you see what it's going to look like when you uh, use it, but uh, you can sort of get the feel of what it's going to look like. You can begin to tell if the flow is right as it allows you to move between the different screens and, and, and see what things happen. And it's so often when it's only when you begin to use something that actually you get a sense of is this working? Because it, it's really hard to get that sense of user experience um, from just uh, uh, seeing Photoshop mock-ups. So um, especially if you're working for clients, um, and I would think particularly if you're working on fixed-price jobs, this stuff is essential to sort of, you know, you know I, I think get in there early and get your client to be able to, um, you know, verify this is what they want and the feel is right and you know it's always at that moment when you first put something in a client's hands isn't it that they say um yeah that's not really what i was meaning and, and this can save a whole bunch of that sort of stuff before you write all the code and make it happen so it's uh if, if this is a way that it's possible for you to work then i fully recommend that it is the way you do work um and you go check it out so you need to go to giveabrief.com where you can download uh, a, a trial um and if it works for you and if it's something you like uh then it's 199 bucks which is a great great value because you know that's uh, peanuts in coding time and and um consulting time value uh that it that it can save you so uh we want to thank the guys from martian craft once again for supporting us and um you go check it out at giveabrief.com and uh, if you buy it because you hear of us, maybe drop them a tweet or a line and say that you heard through us so they know that this sponsorship is working for them. Um, maybe even a shout out on Twitter for them. So thank you very much, Martian Craft. Giveabrief.com. Remember, brief. Make your briefs, make your apps flow smooth like Snoop Dogg.
I'm going to make that a thing. <laughs> the first person to tweet that gets a beer from me next time I see them in San Francisco. How about that? Yes. Yeah, so, um, so what, what, what is it they have to tweet? They then? have to tweet briefs, make your apps flow smooth like Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> well, there we are. Now we'll find out if how desperate anybody is, <laughs> is for a beer. Um, just going back to WWDC, John, let's, let's talk a little bit about this for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about AltConf, which I think was called WWDC last year. Um, I suspect that uh, either they have made a um, uh, an off-their-own-back decision to change the name or they had a certain phone call mm-hmm. um, to uh, uh, about that. So AltConf is there. They were struggling for a venue. I, I, I think they have a venue now because the website is up. Um uh, it's great. I went to Alt Conf last year because I didn't have a dub dub ticket. Uh, but you know, lots. It sounds like this year there are probably literally going to be thousands of people coming into San Francisco without tickets and looking for things to do. You know, an Alt Conf can cater for a few hundred. So as you said, I think you made the statement about getting down there early enough to get to get in. So do you think over the next few years we might begin to see a sort of a uh, a WWDC fringe festival begin to begin begin to rise up. I would have to imagine there will be. I mean, and and I don't know whether we were talking about this earlier on or, or not. But you know, I didn't realize that that the Edinburgh you know fringe thing had had started as an unofficial thing, then became much more interesting than the official thing. And I suspect the same thing may be possible here. Yeah, I think actually you reminded me now. We probably discussed this a few weeks ago, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> but but there we are. Yeah, I'm toying with whether to come this year or not. I was initially it was yeah, well I'm going to go whether I get a ticket or not. But you know, it's sort of you know, you just look at flight prices and everything else, and it's it's you know it's pretty expensive um, just to come um, for for the sake of it. And uh, I am sort of I'm sort of hoping that they're going to announce a Retina iMac. It may be a little bit early in the year to do that, but um, if they do, I'm sort of thinking well, you know. The cost of flights and uh, especially the bar bill for for that week goes <laughs> a long way towards paying for one of those. Yeah, or you could just um, buy you know a couple of shares of Apple stock. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, um, I think if you live in the US and and the the flights, the internal flights, which obviously cost a lot less money, although apparently flying into San Francisco that week is looking pretty crazy for a lot of people, even from the US. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how many people pick that up. Um. There were quite a few there last year. It sounds like there's going to be even more this year and whether that just becomes a thing. Um, because it always interests me that um, people complain about hotel prices during Dub Dub Week and struggling to get places to stay. But, like, you know, if the game developer conference is in town or Google I.O., which I think is in town a few weeks later, you know, they have far, far, far more attendees. And so, you know, there must be the capacity there. So I can never quite understand why it's, you know, I think, you know, San Francisco hotel prices are just expensive anyway. They are. <laughs> you just have to get used to they it. They are. I think people are um, a little bit shocked. Everything in San Francisco is, is hyper expensive these days. Yeah, so it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Well, you're going to be our intrepid reporter on the ground regardless. I will you're be. You're going to give us our, our dub-dub uh, reports mm-hmm. on, on that week and uh, let us know what's going on. Yeah. Right, I just want to pick up on um, something, John. I'd just like to encourage people to... Um, to, to go and take a look at it at least um a few weeks ago when i was uh, speaking at a conference in austria i met one of the organizers of rails girls summer of code 
And the idea behind it is uh, really to raise money to uh, pay for a whole range of internships for um, uh, female developers to work together as as pairs to work on open source projects for a period over the summer mm. and to make that a pay position and to get them. And, and this is really being done as a way of um, encouraging uh, women into the tech space and getting them excited about the technology and things in, in an environment in, in a way that is designed that they're not going to maybe have to overcome some of the other hurdles initially of you know, get excited about the technology first and, and deal with the other issues later. I, I hope I'm being fair in saying it that way. Um, yeah, I, I really love this idea um, and I'm, I'm going to support it and, and, and donate and, and help some of the sponsorships because I think, you know, this is a, a very positive way of um, looking at what is a problem in our industry. Um, I don't really want to get into the conversation because we can get into lots of trouble because there's lots of people out there with lots of opinions and um, you only have to use one wrong word and I know you can suddenly be sort of, you know, being Twitter flamed all over the place. But actually that's part of my problem with the problem is that because it's a sensitive subject sometimes and some of us are not the most adept at it, 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 you know, it, it, understanding all the intricacies and delicacies of uh, of what's right and wrong, that actually we're too frightened to even enter the debate um, in, in various ways. And I think, yeah, there's been some various discussions this recently. But this seems a really proactive thing to me, as opposed to just shouting about the problem, opposed to just telling every man in the industry off for, for being a man in a way um, and saying, what are you doing about it? This is this is a way that is you know a really positive approach to it. And, and I just really want to say I support it and encourage others to go and take a look. I think that's great. You remember at at uh, at, at Alt Dub Dub last year, there was a, a talk by Kelly and, and and I'm sorry if I mispronounce her last name Guimont G U I M O N T, and who was uh, one of the the founders of the App Camp for Girls. And I remember I asked what I thought was kind of a, a dumb question, but she actually thanked me for asking it. Was basically when will you know that this is a success? And she said very plainly, when when you never have to talk about it again. In other words, you know, because you think about the name of it, because there is the kind of Google sponsored summer of, of code, right? And, and it's well known. And, and, and I know a bunch of people who have participated on both ends. And so now you have, you know, Rails Girls summer of code. And, and it has to be a thing because it has to be. And eventually it won't be. And that's how we'll know we've moved on. You know, I wanted to just to say two things about it. It's like, you know, for, for anybody who thinks it's not important, let's just look at it this way. You know, strong ecosystems come from from diversity. It's just a plain fact. You know, we wouldn't be here on a planet where there not a super diversity in our ecosystem that allowed for, you know, a greater number of possibilities. And if you shut yourself off from all the possibilities in terms of the people and the backgrounds that you, you work with, you're only hurting yourself. Um, and so yeah, I think that, that that's awesome. I think Code 2040 is awesome. And I, 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 for my part, and my colleagues are super happy that this exists in the world and to do our part about it. Yeah, so um, I want to encourage people to go over to railsgirlssummerofcode.org. There'll be a link in the show notes. Uh, read what it's all about and give a few bucks. Yep. You know, uh, to just, just make it happen. They've got some great big sponsors. Um, I mean, <laughs> they've got some great sponsors who are quite big companies as opposed to their great big mm. people or <laughs> whatever else they want to get to. Uh, so Google are sponsoring and SoundCloud and, and um, oh, they're called Basecamp now, aren't they? Because they used to be a... Uh, 37 signals mm -hmm. and i think github are in there and and all sorts of people and you yeah, know working on some serious projects and 
um, you know, the, the, the students, the uh, interns get to work in pairs and they get a mentor who mentor them through. So it's as much about them learning to code and getting to it, but on something, something serious, something worth doing. It's not just some sort of, um, you know, sh silly thing. It's, it's making a genuine, being able to over the summer, make a genuine contribution to something uh, while learning about the industry and part of the industry, becoming part of the industry and, and the technology behind it. So I just want to really um, encourage people to go check it out. And I think we need to find, you're right, John, it's in, in some ways it, it's, it's sad that we need this, but equally, I think this is a very positive way of dealing with the problem as opposed to yeah, precisely um, some, some of the very negative ways that I think are out there. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, this is being run by some people who are really enthusiastic about it and, uh, uh, want to see, um, you know, fellow women coming along and joining them in the industry. So hope it goes well, guys. Yep. I use guys there in the sort of gender neutral term yeah. <laughs> as opposed to whichever way around it's supposed to be. Ah, there, John, I understand that you have, um, uh, sort of joined me in uh, coming over to the the dark side, and you've been trying some Android development. I've been having a look at it, you know, and and here's the interesting thing about it, you know. Uh, remember our our good friend, Mister Wolf Wrench, Mister No wait, Dog Spanner, as Graham Lee called him. <laughs> Mr. Dog Spanner, yes. <laughs> you know, one, French, yes. one of the, the great things about the late, great C4 and, and the things I think I really respect about Jonathan in particular is that he's always been saying, you know, you have to be able to be aware of, of what else goes on in other development environments and communities. And you've been saying the same thing a lot of, of late. And, you know, I have, I, I, I barely ever looked at Android phones, you know, only out of kind of curiosity and, 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 and I hadn't looked more recently, but I do have friends who, who use them. And I asked, you know, I, I, I sat down with one, with, with a friend and said, show me what you like about Android phones and show you what you think that's good. And let me kind of observe how you do things. Um, and I was quite pleasantly surprised. And, and I mean, I will say this about it is that, you know, that it, it's gotten way better, you know, since, since 4.0. And the development environment has gotten way better. Truth be told, I don't. I don't think it's you know. I don't think it's nearly as elegant as as what we iOS developers have. You know, I think if you open up Android Studio and compare it to Xcode, as much as we want to complain about Xcode, I think it's a world more sophisticated in in, in every reasonable you know uh, reasonable way than 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 what other platforms are offering. At least on Android, especially when when you consider things like graphical manipulations of of things. Um, but I think that the, the, the main difference that I saw that I, which I found very interesting and something I really would wish for, for iOS is the way that apps can work together in different ways. Now, it may be something that never happens because, because you know, you start off and the, the ecosphere is, is, is very, very sandbox. So you tend to have these monolithic apps and they're unable to cooperate with each other very easily. You know, the best you can do is do things like, you know, URL ha app handlers, but it's not like I could make a send to send to, to findery plugin that exists in the camera app. It's just simply not possible, you know, or, or diptych is an app I, I use a lot for, for taking, you know, building photo collages. And I would love to be able to build my photo collage and have it share into findery. Now, maybe it's possible if I go have a super cooperation with them and, and, and they do some update, 
but in the, the world of Android, you can have you have these things intense, if I understand them correctly, where you can basically say, "Hi, I've got this image, or I got this piece of data, and and who who would like to hand you know put their hand up in the operating system, and say I can handle it." I mean, it's basically like the services menu from from Next Step a gazillion years ago. Um, and I think that's awesome that basically you can have a little bit of your application appear with a card and 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 offer your functionality and just gets out of your way. So apps just you know flow freely together. Um, just seeing that and seeing how it's done, both kind of how it's experienced by the end user and how it's programmed, I was I was really impressed. I actually sat down with uh, you know good old Justin Williams, who's had a lot of experience you know working on on multiple platforms, and and you know what he said resonated with with me about that. You kind of you owe it to yourself to see what exists in other platforms to make your work, even even if you do it just as an exercise to see and you still say kind of focus on one platform. You know, just to, to experience something new, you you will come away a better, more more well rounded developer. I think, yeah, just experiencing other things is gonna gonna um, help. I mean, you know, the world is changing. I mean, last week was Microsoft's Build conference in San Francisco, um, which uh, uh, I believe is at the Moscone mm -hmm. as well. And, you know, hence, was it day two during the keynote, up pops, you know, a video containing uh, John Gruber and Brent Simmons mm. at the Microsoft keynote yeah. because of their use um, of Azure services uh, in Vesper. Now, you know, if you'd said John Gruber would be involved in a Microsoft conference, you know, a few years ago, everyone would have would have would have laughed. So, I mean, you know, there's. Um, you know, and, and I know it's not Microsoft as in they're developing for Windows Phone or whatever and they're using a service platform and it's slightly different but you know, I think to in many ways it's not just about is the iPhone the best or the Mac the best and, and I think they are as far as you know a, a complete environment and everything's concerned it's a case of yeah but what am I cutting myself off from if I don't at least have a knowledge of other things and I think since I've been looking at Android and whatever else and realising it's not as bad as I thought and again with lots of caveats um, and just thinking about things, and as I've taken on really uh, developing an app at the moment, that's very much uh, it's it's a B two C app. It's all about customers as opposed to um, uh, well, it's not even that. It's just a, it's an end user consumer app as opposed to a business app. You know, the the reality of possibly having an Android version is quite quite high, um, and so it, one of the challenges I'm looking at at the moment is is sync. So. Actually, if I just write my app using core data and then even use something great like ensembles that we, we spoke about um, uh, recently, you know, I'm going to be making my life quite difficult if I want to do an Android version. So, you know, even within my Mac and iOS apps, I'm beginning to think, well, maybe I should just be using SQLite because I can use that on the Android phone as well and come up with a syncing solution that works that way so that I can sync between, you know, someone maybe has got an Android phone and, a, and an iPad um, that they want to sync between all their Mac and 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 so just be having an awareness of these other platforms is making me have to uh, think of broader solutions uh, out there and and you know maybe even look at things like using um, Azure's uh, mobile services like the guys from Vesper uh, who developed Vesper are because actually that would integrate maybe with a a um, an Android device so I think I think just having a broader view of the world actually helps indeed indeed well i think um are you, so are you going to actually were you were just investigating or you're actually going to write something do you think uh you know uh 
we have no announcements. Uh, oh, is that is that is that revealing commercial confidences? You're not allowed to say anything about. We yet? have no announcements at this time. Um, yeah, I keep forgetting you're a corporate guy now. Yes, John. I am I keep, a corporate. I keep guy. forgetting you that uh, yeah you you have these things and you know uh, you're not allowed to speak and whatever else. Whereas you know it's uh, yeah, and I admire your ability to to handle these things. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it, yes. <laughs> But uh, yeah, well, I have been speaking, uh, and, and I get asked the questions a lot. So it's it, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it when there's something to talk about. How about that? But uh, you 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 are so so Apple Apple like now, John, in your nature. That's that's very cool. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, as you've got nothing else to say, and you're unprepared to give our listeners the scoop that they thoroughly deserve, um, and you've let them down, I might we better might as well just go away now. There's no point in us even being here uh, any longer. So tell people where you are on the on the web, George. Okay, well, so you can find me on Findery as John Fox, and I look forward to seeing your notes there. You can find me on the Twitter if you're on the Twitter. Are you on the Twitter? you're on the Twitter. I bet you're on the Twitter. So if you're on the Twitter, connect with me as Jembe, like D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And you can find out all about my, my still glorious product, Memory Miner, at memoryminer.com. Excellent. My name is Scotty. You can find me on Twitter as MacDevNet. And you can find me on um, app.net as Scotty. Uh, iDeveloper.co for the show notes for this podcast. I think this has been episode 110 of the iDeveloper podcast. If you're wondering what you've been listening to for the last 30 minutes, um, my personal blog is at wafflewithmeaning.com and that gets updated to about as often as John makes an announcement on this show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's it's been fun speaking with you again, John. And uh, we're a little bit late this week because uh, um, we were busy on different days. But uh, uh, there we are. Um, uh, look forward to speaking to you again next week, as always. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Until next time, you all take care. <laughs> Thank you.